Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitzman, and I'm the host of Track World News, presented by Railroad Athletics. Are you sick of the cookie-cutter training programs? Well, we are too. Railroad Athletics is taking coaching back to the way that it should be. Successful coaching requires personal relationships, attention to detail, and constant adjustments, not computer algorithms. That's why Railroad's athletes stay healthy and crush their personal best. Railroad's coaches work one-on-one -on -one with their athletes that are available for calls or text all day, every day. Reach out to our head coach, Hayden Cox, at 404-606-0147. That's 404-606-0147. Or email us at railroadathletics at gmail.com so you can learn more. Railroad Athletics, helping you achieve your goals one step at a time. Now, before we get into our 10 Minutes in Tokyo episode, I want to make sure to say, if you're liking this series, please make sure you leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. It really helps us know that you're enjoying everything that's going on. Uh, these episodes definitely take uh, a little bit of time, and so all the support is really appreciated. Uh, and now, let's get right into it. All right, so welcome to episode six, day six of the 10 Minutes in Tokyo. Um, if you've been listening to our series, uh, our 10 minutes has really been closer to 20 or 30 minutes in Tokyo because it's just been such an amazing Olympic Games. But today we have uh, guest Patrick Larson. He is the creator of The Harrier. Um, it's a, a great media as well as clothing brand for running track and field. Um, so make sure you go follow uh, them on Instagram. But Patrick, thanks for, for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be here. A lot, lot to talk about. So yeah, it's so sweet. For sure, for sure. And so want to start off with probably the biggest and most anticipated event that we had going into today. That's going to be the 400 meter hurdles finals for the women. And uh, we saw another world record go down and actually in very similar fashion as the men's side, because in both of them, the top two performers broke the initial world record. And in both of them, the person that came in second place was from New York. So it was just wild coincidences that we saw here. But um, yeah, Patrick, what were your initial reactions to seeing Sidney McLaughlin go head to head with Dalia Muhammad and, and end up winning the, the gold medal there uh, for the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it played out as people expected in terms of the placing of those two, um, you know, Sydney being the favorite. I'll be honest, I was a little bit of a skeptic going in. I, you know, I was sitting with a couple of friends here and we, we put an over under on 52 seconds. I, I took the over just I, partly because I was like, you know, I don't know if lightning can strike twice two nights in a row um, with two 400 meter hurdle world records. But yeah, I mean, it played out so similar to last night with um, Sydney kind of like holding back, um, you know, in, in typical form, like she did at the trials too. And then, you know, really over the last two hurdles, um, covering up a lot of ground and especially over that last hurdle, I think, I think she was still behind, um, Dalil Muhammad going over the last hurdle and like by, you know, half a stride and just, you know, has so much power to when she's finishing is so strong. So I, it was cool. Like, it's cool that they support each other as well. Um, like there's definitely obviously, uh, healthy competition there. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's the future. She's the present, she's the future. And, you know, to take the world record down by 
0.4 too. You know, it's not 0.7, 0.75 like last night or whatever last night was, but dude, 0.4 is a lot. So, you know, that's that's a significant amount to to go under the world record. Yeah. So it was I, cool. I got to give it to Delia. Uh, she she made uh, Sydney McLaughlin work for oh, her. Yeah. She, she was ahead for like 350 meters of that, maybe even more than that, like 360 meters of that race. She was ahead and making McLaughlin really catch up and they weren't next to each other either. So it's not like she had a pulse on, you know, where she was like they were a couple lanes apart and really made her work for it. And um, I was on the opposite side of things from you where you're a little skeptical of lightning can strike twice. I was overly confident that Sydney McLaughlin was going to break the record. If, if you haven't, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you need to uh, at track world news, but the post that I had, for Sydney McLaughlin breaking the world record. I had everything that you see with the picture, with the description, all of that, everything was filled out. And I even had, she ran a time of 50 point blank. And it was just, what, what is she going to run? And so the second we saw is 51.48, just put in the 1.48, clicked send, and it was there. So I was, I was overly confident if, if Dalia Muhammad had won, I would have been screwed because it would have taken me an extra 10 minutes to make the whole post, but. And I, I would have beat you to it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you would have definitely been number you, one. You, sh- you should be setting the, the money lines for, you know, for these events. You're <laughs> spot on. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to do. We're, we're trying to, I got a lot of my, uh, my friends and coworkers into track and field. Cause they're like, all right, what bets you got Colin? I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll let you know. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I got. Uh, yeah. she, she also just, you know, she carries herself like no one I've seen, you know, especially at that age, like just how poised and mature and just like dialed in she is, you know, it's like scary looking at just how, just how dialed in she is. And even after the race, like not really like overly celebrating. So I feel, she I feel was like shaking she, hands. She I know she, she just like owns the moment. Like she, dominates that moment and it's so cool you know because she's only was she 20 21 21 i think yeah 21 yeah like long long future ahead um which is great for sure yeah it was just like it was like a business trip for her she was like all right i go in i got the world record shake some hands take some pictures and now i'm gonna go home it was she's just incredible do you think do you think she had any like any doubt in her mind with like 200 to go you know she's like two two strides behind one like one or two strides behind because it was a little more than I was expecting. I when she and even coming down the backstretch, the Dutch girl, I don't know who the Dutch girl oh, was. Yeah. Some yeah, people, she, yeah. She even had like, you know, a quarter of a stride on Sydney. Like there's a period there where Sydney was kind of in third. And I was I was like, whoa, is she gonna let them get away from her? But um yeah. I, I can't imagine she had any doubt in her mind. Like she had to like just she stayed true to her like race plan and just executed so mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I mean, as a as a Philadelphia Sixers fan, I hate the the term "trust the process" that she uses, but you know that, that's what that's what she says, and, and that's like it's it's true. Like I feel like that's what she was like. Where, look, I'm I'm behind by a stride or two, but I just like trust the process and know that I'm the best closer in the world. And yeah, this race also brings up. I mean, who's going to be on that four by four for the women? No, like who who do you think is gonna are, is going to take on that spot? Because I think there's the the political answer of like who they'll pick. And then I think there's the best answer, which I think is Muhammad, McLaughlin, Mo, and Felix. I think that's the best team, but I don't think they're going to do that. 
So who who would be the who's the odd one out there if if that's the fourth? Yeah, that's the question. I think that yeah. Mo might unfortunately be, even though that she shouldn't. Like I think the the political reason will be like, oh, she ran the you yeah. know she ran the eight hundred, even though you know it's she, she could, won gold. She could have been meddling in the open four if she won exactly it. right. And so yeah. maybe Muhammad might because she came in second and all the other people won <laughs> won golds, but. Uh, it's going to be a real, I don't want to be the relay coach for the women's oh. four by four. Cause that doesn't seem fun. I'd love to see those four, you know, that like such a, such a mix of, you know, veterans and then this like new generation too, I think is really neat, you know, cause this is probably at field. This is definitely probably Felix's last Olympics and probably um, Dolly's as well, you know, so, and ushering in this new wave of talent with a thing in Sydney is, you know, I, I think that'd be pretty, pretty cool way to end the Olympics. Exactly. And then, uh, so going to go into my territory here. We got the men's pole vault that we happened, uh, that happened this morning. Mondo DePlantis won with a jump of 6.02 meters. What was insane is on his first attempt of 6.19 meters, which would have been the world record. He was miles over it and just really showed how dominant he was. Uh, it was really never a doubt in anyone's mind that he was going to not win that thing. Chris Nielsen got second with the 597. Uh, he's, uh, he's like one of the only people that have actually beaten Mondo in the, in the past. But uh, overall, extremely exciting competition. Something that I'm actually even more excited for is actually there is going to be a documentary, Born to Fly, about Mondo's like career coming out shortly after the Olympics. So that's something I'm probably even more excited than than Mondo winning this damn thing. Yeah, help, help me out. Was the American uh, Nielsen, was that expected for a medal spot or? Uh, yeah. So with Sam Kendricks going out, that right. was my pick for second place. Um, Renault LaVillainy is like, oh, he should be getting it, but he had an ankle injury that was uh, was pretty bad. So I don't think he was playing at, you know, he's competing at his top level. Tiago Braz is, he he's a uh, very inconsistent where he, he got the Olympic record. He has the Olympic record from 2016, but he's also had times where he's jumped like, you know, 545 and, and, and no height did a lot. So he's just not consistent enough. And so, yeah, Nielsen is just one, probably the, the was the next closest best for, for second place. Um, and it's, it was just super cool to see him because they, he and Mondo competed against each other all the time in, in high school and college. So that was a cool thing to thing to see. Yeah. Mondo's then, uh, too what good, was that? He's too good. Yeah, he's, he's too good. And then I uh, want to briefly talk about the, uh, so the 200, we had Thompson hurrah taking the double in the 100 meters and then the 200 meters uh, this uh, today, or I guess yesterday when you're, when you're listening to this, uh, um, Maboa, I definitely butchered her name. Uh, she came in second. The, I think she's 18 years old. Uh, she got second. And then Gabby Thomas, of the U.S. took third. Um, I mean, Elaine Thompson's really just kind of showing why she has potential to be the greatest sprinter, especially female sprinter of all time. Uh, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price came in fourth just outside the medal contention, but she's really been putting on a show and is only like 28 or 29, so has plenty of track and field ahead of her um, and can definitely, you know, be become that face of, of sprinting for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... 
Gabby and Gabby Thomas is such a good story for, you know, Americans and like such a, a well-rounded person too. Um, I think is she getting her like PhD in yeah, neuroscience or something? Yeah, yeah. Something, you know, much smarter than what I ever studied in college. And, you know, I, I, I think that was cool. Obviously I, there's still like a gap, I feel like in female American sprinting right now. I don't know if you like just between Americans and the Jamaicans and, you know, I don't know, in the next year to the world championships in the next three years, to the next Olympics, like what's going to happen to kind of cover that gap. Cause it, it is pretty clear in the hundred, 200, and now probably in the four by one, um, just they're head and shoulders above the Americans right now. Um, and I would probably say that even if, uh, Shakira Richardson was at the Olympics too, I don't know what you think. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, so since 2000, 2008, so there's been 12, medal or 12 medals that have been going on uh since then and jamaica has all but two of the medals in since 2008 in the women's sprinting uh you know united states has this 200 that they just had and then the uh, 200 or i think it was like what 100 from carmelita jetter back in 2008 so yeah it's like Jamaica's just whooping our butt with women's sprints uh right now and i think shikari shikari should hopefully be the face of that change. Same with Gabby Thomas. Uh, I mean, I think those two have, have opportunities to be able to break that, that trend, but uh, it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of great women sprinters out there right now, and hopefully they'll be yeah. able to, to kind of turn the tide for us. Yeah. I think that four by one is going to make it pretty obvious how, how much better they are. Um, yeah. You know, Jamaicans are, but yeah, but still, yeah. Great for Gabby Thomas r- running super well at her Olympic debut. Um, I, you know, you love to see that. For sure. And then uh, now getting into something a little more, more your speed that you can probably lead oh, us on a bit. With thank God. Eight, <laughs> the 800. So earlier this morning, or I guess uh, earlier yesterday, we had uh, the 800 meter final, a thing Mo winning it uh, with a time of 155 21. Uh, Hopkinson coming in second, and then Rogers bringing home the bronze for the U.S. Um, want to get your perspective on this race, um, how she did and, you know, just overall, you know, takeaways from, from that 800. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just a skeptic, man, but I, I just, I think <laughs> I, I, I think I've been just doubting our, our talent. You know, we, I feel like the American track deal has been off a slow start in the Olympics and, you know, a thing Mo is 19 years old and, this is, you know, first world competition. Um, that's, it's a heck of a lot different than racing at NCAAs, um, you know, in terms of what it takes to make it through all the rounds, but it's just so clear. Like she is, when you just watch her at like her stride, she just makes it look effortless. Um, and so I, I remember yesterday, I think the TV commentator was saying like they interviewed a thing and she was saying how when she was little, she wanted to be like a child prodigy at running. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're, you're in a different mindset. If you're already a young age being like, I want to be the best at a young age. And that's like what I'm destined to do. So in that sense, it's like, it should be no surprise to anyone that she just dominated. And I think, you know, the world record is what, like 154 low or something? One, yeah, that, that world record is, yeah, it's going to be still, a long-standing world record, yeah. Yeah, it's still pretty far off, but you got to think, when you when you watch her race, and if you put her in a race that's not a championship race, and it's just a wire-to-wire, let's see how fast we can go, you got to think she can run under 155 right now. 
I, I don't know that maybe that's a stretch, but maybe not, probably not world record yet, but you got to think she's in sub 155 shape. I think it's a shame we didn't get to see her versus Castro Semenya, you know, and that's a whole different story, but I think that would have been just incredible matchup between those two. Um, and, but yeah, she, she's the, the future, like the face of middle distance running and, uh, also Hodgkinson, like 19, 19 years old, right? As well. Yeah, they're both, yeah, they're um, both 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, middle distance is pretty strong uh, worldwide, obviously. And then I think Raven, Raven Rogers coming in at the end, um, you know, I was From seventh, was like, yeah. in seventh, I was about to say six. Yeah. 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 I, I, so I, I, I ran this morning, so I didn't watch it live. But I watched the replay and when she's coming down the last hundred, I was like, there's Cause I, I heard that she came from behind and I just figured she came from like fourth or fifth. And when yeah. I saw with a hundred to go, she was out of it, man. Like she had to swing wide and pass four people. So that, that was cool. You know, she managed to podium um, and, you know, get first and third for the Americans. And especially after, like I was saying, kind of a slower start, maybe in track and field, I feel like today was kind of a good turning point with the 400 hurdles the 200 now the the 800 the women really really stepped up today on some of those finals yeah we had a really slow start and we're starting to starting to change it now where what Valerie Allman was our first gold medal just uh just a few days ago or I guess a day or so ago and um and now I think we have the most medals and the most gold medals I think in in track and field which we went from being like bottom of the barrel to just like flipping a switch over the course of the day with just a very, with a few events. So um, it's good to see that, you know, these athletes are starting to kind of pick things up. And I mean, I guess more finals are happening now also. So we're getting more opportunities to win. Yeah. I think, I think some people are probably a little, a little early to, you know, sound the alarm. Um, I know, I don't know if it was Carl Lewis or Michael Johnson, who was really like, probably Michael know, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hammering the, the team USA performance thus far. And it's like, man, we haven't had that many finals yet, but you know, I think the, the distance events, it might not be as, you know, like the 1500s, the, the men's 5k and the women's 10k are, you know, I, I wouldn't say there's any American locks for those. And um, so we'll, we'll see how the kind of the second half now plays out. Um, but I think there's still enough sprints and field events that Americans could do do really well. And like the, the 110 highs and um, some of the other ones and the relays. So, exactly. yeah, I, I think I think we're in good shape. Yeah. And uh, so talking about that, projecting what's going to be what's going to be happening next. Uh, so we have a bunch of events coming up by the time we're recording this it's tomorrow but a few of these events have probably already happened so uh we'll be we'll be talking about them as if they they haven't but they they might be going on now or or just about to happen so uh something some two events that are going on uh, that started yesterday the decathlon for the men and the heptathlon for the women those are going to be finishing up later this uh later today so they're going to be going on no actually they're going to be finishing up tomorrow uh, because of just the time zones, it's actually yeah. so it, it's over the course of three days if you're in the United States, but it's two days in Tokyo because of just the time. It's it's really weird, but uh, that a two day event is actually going to be happening over the course of three days. But um, yeah. you know, I, I digress. And so uh, we'll we'll kind of stand. We'll stay in your uh, your fast lane here. One one event that we got going on that I'm super excited for men's 800. Want to get your projections? Who's going to end up winning? Uh, what do you think are going to be the top three medal takers in the, the men's eight? Oh, boy. Uh, top three. I feel like – I think Nigel Amos is going to have one of the spots. 
I don't, you know, I don't, I think I was originally thinking he could maybe win gold. I'm not as confident. I'll put him in the top three. I'm not going to say, uh, you know, which spot I, I really want Clayton Murphy to get a top three. I think, I think he could do it. I think he's kind of my dark horse pick for the top three. Um, just given, you know, how he ran in the diamond leagues and, but he's obviously made it through the rounds. So he, he knows, he knows how to compete. Like he's been there. He's a gamer. Um, so those two, I don't know. Who, who would you finish it out with? That's tough. I mean, I, I ride or die with Clayton Murphy. Lo- love that yeah. guy. Um, I think like, he's definitely my, my pick to win. Um, I'm, I'm not sure like who, it, who's going to be coming out, like, like who that, that next, that third spot is. And, and one thing that's so weird with, with, uh, with track is and the 800 really is that like, it's so, it, it's so hard to kind of pick. I, I think like, there's re- like, what I didn't, I didn't think Clayton Murphy was going to w- get a medal in 2016, but with how close everyone is like, and depending on if they're going to take the pace out slow or if they're going to be taking the pace out fast and completely, you know, completely change the way the race is. Uh, yeah. I, I have no, I'm, I'm not sure who's going to, who's going to end up taking that, that third. Yeah. Time. I feel like I, I was completely, from, uh, I think uh, chariot from Kenya as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I really, you know, it's kind of disappointing that, hopple um and uh and jewett didn't make through but um which is kind of unfortunate too with the the fall between uh isaiah and nigel amos i was a little yeah. surprised that both guys didn't get through but you know that's i guess neither here nor there um that's past but um yeah i'll go i'll go final pick uh i'll go chariot nigel and clayton murphy that's awesome sounds yeah. good I, I, yeah, I got a, I think I'm, I'm taking Clayton with the gold. He's going to pull it out. He doesn't want bronze anymore. He's like you said, he's a gamer. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to, he's going to figure out a way. Uh, then some other events we got going on on the men's side, the 200 meters um, got a exciting group of some, some younger talent. I think all three of USA athletes are in it with Arian Knighton, uh, Noah Lyles and Kenny Bednarik. Uh, I think that my, my final for it has got to be, I'm thinking Noah Lyles with the win. Uh, I have Andre de Grasse second. Cause you never pick out, pick out him. It's like, I saw a tweet that said, there's three things certain in life, death taxes and Andre de Grasse making a medal at a world championship. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to go my third, I'm picking a, you know, kind of a dark horse. I'm picking Joseph Fonbelay from Liberia. That dude, so he scares me with Minnesota how he runs. Boy. Yeah, he he. Th- this dude is he's the slow. He looks so slow until the like for two hundred and or for hundred and ninety meters, and then he'll make up five meters like in the in like a blink of an eye, and it's so yeah. nerve wracking. But I feel like he's gonna take. He's gonna figure out a way to do it, just like he figured out a way to do it at NCAA's. But that's something that I think is gonna be an exciting race. Yeah, you think third third he'll he'll get. That's like, I'm, I got it. Like if I'm picking like a bolt, like a boulder pick, like, yeah, I, I could go safe with like, what Kenny Benaric, but I think he's going to figure yeah. out a way to get third. Like I, I really like the way that he's running now. College runners besides a thing, Mo have been biting me in the butt with uh, the, fact that the season's long, but you know, I I'm, I'm going with it and I'm sticking with my bet there. Yeah. 
no, that's fair enough. And just a, a side note, he he went to the same high school as uh, Joe Klecker, who ran the 10,000 meters. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. The United States Hopkins High School in Twin Cities. So both uh, same graduating year, too, I think. So um, huh. you know, pretty, pretty talented uh, a year for Hopkins to have, you know, a guy in the 200 and then 10K as well. I think that I think they uh, they even mentioned that Fonbelay like ran cross country for a little bit. So they were probably running. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably like, running cross country on the same yeah. track. Like he was like the captain or something. I didn't yeah. know that. He was like the <laughs> captain and ran like 20 minutes for 5K at, at one point, which is horrendous. But yeah, you know, I, I can only imagine that that dude just like lumbering out of the cross country <laughs> course. That that would have been that would have been wild. Just this Olympic level. Imagine all the JV like little scrawny JV runners running next to him, having no idea that they're running next to this like future Olympian. That uh, DMR had to be crazy with. Yeah. Him. Oh, it was, it was. Yeah. That had to be insane. A uh, couple other events that we got going on. Um, so I unfortunately don't know too much about it, but the men's hammer final uh, that's going to be going on. I know one of my, so one of my friends, actually, he's one of, he's a friend with, I think uh, Rudy Winkler, who is in there, it's going to be tough for him to win. Uh, but him being us and, and having mutual ties, I got to go, I got to pick him. I mean, we've seen, some top throwers not perform their best in the, the hammer this, you know, so far, I mean, Gwen Berry got 11th and she was someone that was, you know, a projected medalist. Uh, so people have, you know, people perform really well. Some don't, I think that, uh, I think that we're going to have him taking out the win, but yeah, fortunately that's not one of the, there's, there's so many events in track. Unfortunately didn't be, wasn't able to, to pinpoint all that often with, uh, with hammer this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, got that, got that going on. Then uh, want to, before we get closed out on this, we have steeple going on as well. It's the steeple final for the women. Um, what do you have? What do you have there for, for that? Yeah, I think that could be a really good event for the Americans. I think, I think you could, I think Emma and Courtney could both medal. Um, I, it's tough. It, there's a lot of parody this year in the women's steeple. Um, uh, Chep Kowicz from uh, Kenya has, I think she's run like 844, 845 as her lifetime best, but has only run like, um, you know, I don't think anyone's broken nine this year in the women's steeple. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, it's anyone's race, I think, similar to the men's steeple, um, not like a clear front runner. And Emma looked really good at Monaco, um, except for that fall on the last water barrier. Yeah. Um, you know, she was on pace for the American record, maybe to break nine, um, and seems just like super dialed in. So I, I don't know. I think she could win gold. I think I'm, I'm going to go Emma gold, Courtney third, and then, you know, either Chipkowicz or I actually really like, um, Gessa or Jessa from uh, Germany. She's a German uh, record holder and she looked pretty good in the, the prelims as well, but it'll be super interesting. Um, I, I'm really excited for this one. I think Emma's long overdue for, um, you know, uh, Olympic gold medal. This is her third Olympics. And she's just been like, so consistent the last um, eight to 10, like eight, nine years. Um, so yeah, we'll see, but Courtney's the American record holder. So yeah, I, you always forget that like they're head to head. Courtney Furyk has only beat Emma Coburn once, but in that one meeting, she set the American record. So mm-hmm. I, you know, also wouldn't be surprised if she won, you know, if she beat Emma and something like 
managed to take the win either. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna be, I think, a really, really good event for the women, American women. Yeah, it should be exciting. Like I'm wondering if they're gonna like because there's so many people here that can run very, very fast times. I mean, obviously it's the final. So I'm wondering if they're gonna take it out as more of a tactical race and run slower and then try to kick at the end, like which has kind of been the trend for the Olympics. Or is this gonna be a faster race where um, you know, Courtney realizes I can't leave this up to just Emma at the end. Uh, I need to, we need to be, you know, kicking and going earlier on and, and making it more of a, a truer race there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like this one could be tactical. Um, but yeah, it's hard to know. It's, it, it's been, I feel like a little up in the air and like the prelims have been so up in the air with just like the pacing and everything. I, I feel like this could turn out to just be a true championship race. Um, and just with a last, a hard, uh, last one K, but, um, yeah, also wouldn't be surprised if someone really, really took it out. Um, yeah, so we'll see. That's an early morning one. That's like 6 AM central. Yeah. I'm not excited for that. That's the, th this, this Tokyo Olympics is messing up my schedule, man. I, I, that's probably what I'm most looking forward to not having to wake up at 6 AM, like 6 AM, in the morning and then stay up till, till like midnight doing it's, it's tough, yeah. but you know, yeah. it's the, it's what we got to go through. Uh, then we got two other finals for uh, that. We got going on the shot put and the triple jump for the men. So for shot put, I mean, it's, it's Krauser and then it's Kovacs way down a little bit down the list. And then everyone else, I, I don't see anyone beating Krauser. The dude's the most consistent thrower in the entire world right now world record holder for both indoor and outdoor. I mean, there's, there's just no way that any, and anyone's going to beat that guy. You uh, see another world record. What? Another, another world record. Ah, that's tough. Um, like it's definitely possible. I mean, he, he threw it a month ago at the, yeah. at the trials. So it definitely can be done. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say no world record. It's going to bite me in the butt. I bet I watch it happen yeah. now. I'm saying no world record, but he's going to throw like very, very consistently. He's going to have some very consistent high throws. And then okay. I think Kovacs is going to throw a personal best. Uh, I bet you Kovacs has an early throw that takes the lead. And, and then Krauser's like, oh crap, I gotta, I gotta get going. And then he throws, you know, in the second or third round, he throws something far and then keeps it through all throughout. So that's my bet to, for what's happening there. I want you to fire up that uh, Instagram post and put that down on paper tonight before it yeah. happens. <laughs> I'll put it in the draft and have it yeah. have the timer set for what, like yeah. ten, like nine thirty-five, so it goes out right when it's projected to finish. Yeah, <laughs> he, then, he might be one of the most electric uh, people to watch. You know, and I, I, there's few people that are just like fun to watch. You know, and even me, it's like I'm not I'm a distance guy, and but watching him is pretty pretty exciting. It's the type of guy that's like, how, how can you not want to watch track and field? Yeah, there's been, like, we're blessed with, like, a lot of those, like, really cool and, and great personalities, like, in in track where they're they're great athletes and also just, like, super fun to watch. Like, uh, even in shot put, Raven Saunders the other day, um, which uh, feel yeah. very sad, really sad for her. Her, her mother, uh, it was announced her mother had passed away just you know, the, she just wins or silver in the Olympics yeah. and then finds out your mother passed away. Like that's, that's gotta be, she has to be going through a lot mentally and um, I wish all the best for her family, but um, she's yeah. someone that is, you know, a, going to be a figure in, in track and field for, for a long time. Yeah. And, and, and an advocate for 
you know, different groups of people. And I think that's really cool. Like when you see people using their platform like that, it's really neat. No. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, and then for the, the triple jump, I mean, I, I, I really wish Christian Taylor was, was healthy because I'd go for him, but I feel like this is will clay's turn now to, to win the gold. Um, he's been, he's been right up there going head to head with Christian and, and the fact that he's not competing now, I got to go with him winning this year. Um, there's, he's not the favorite. Uh, there's a couple other, I can't, I'm trying to think of some of those other guys that are, you know, have jumped really far. Cause he's like, he has the third or has the second or third best time uh, results so far, but I, I got will clay winning it, bringing home his first uh, gold medal at the Olympic games for, for tomorrow for tonight. Gotcha. I, I know very little about the triple jump, but I'm trying to look up the start list right now to see if I can just pick someone and have you tell me if I make it, make it a good pick. Well, yeah, my, my bet is I know Will Clay, I don't know too much about it, uh, out, about it outside of the U S ones. I know Scott's pretty good, but yeah. he'll, he'll probably, he'll probably make the final, but I don't know how, how well, much I'll, I'll tune in that. I'll tune tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that an evening? Is that a morning one here or evening? It, that's an evening one. So okay. that's good. Well, to wrap it up, we'll talk about the, the events and, and when it's going on and when you can see it. Uh, so for our morning sessions, the decathlon is for the men's side is already started by the time you listen to this, uh, have the hammer final, the 800 meter final and the 200 meter final. That's the morning session for the men. And then on the women, we have the 1500 meter semis, heptathlons getting started, the 400 meter semis and the steeplechase final. And then for our evening events, you get uh, on the men's side, these are, uh, you have the triple jump final, the shot put final and the four by one prelims. And then on the women's side, you get the high jump prelims and then the four by one prelims. So uh, definitely a lot of uh, finals that are coming up uh, all but the four by one on the men's side. And then we get uh, one of the, or two of them on the, the women's side with the, the HEP and the steeple. So should be an exciting day. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, what event are you most looking forward to uh, today? Um. Man, there's a lot. I mean, I, I think the women's steeple is going to be a good one. Um, and then, did you say the women's 1500 uh, semis are tomorrow too? Yeah, the semis tomorrow, early yeah, morning. Yeah. It's the first yeah, so event. I be, yeah, and I don't know if we touched on that one, so I was forgetting that for a second. So yeah, that's that should be good too, because I think um, Ellie Purrier is uh, definitely a metal threat. Um, Corey McGee didn't look awesome um, in the prelim, but I think she's super strong as well. But I think Ellie Purrier could be um, you know, it could be top three. And then obviously, you know, Safana Hassan, like, you know, we'll see how she continues if, um, you know, making it through to the, to the finals or not. So, yeah, I mean, that's a whole story in itself, which is, uh, crazy, but yeah, probably steeple in the, the 15. Yeah. I picked the Hassan, uh, the Hassan triple. I picked it early on and I got to stick with it. She got the first leg down with the 5k. I think this is probably going to be her biggest difficulty with the, the 15. Um, and then I think the, the 10K, it's just between her and what, G'day, right? Uh, so I, I think yeah, that, and I, I think if that's at all tactical, like you're not betting against, against yeah, her. Exactly. When, when she fell in the 15 and then got back up and then still won that, I was like, all right, I got I to gotta go with you. I'm, I'm riding and okay. dying. It, doesn't, it probably doesn't make sense. She even said it herself. She was like, yeah, going for this triple doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to, I got to try it. And I'm like, yeah, make, you, you got to, if you get an opportunity she, to triple, she was originally well. going to go for the 810 K double. Did you hear that? I didn't know that. Oh, that yeah. would have been, been, so allegedly she was going to go for the 810 K double. And then she lost the 1500 at Monaco. 
and was so pissed that she lost that she was just like, now I need to go for the 15, 5k, 10k and like scratch the, like no more 800, that's which is like, she's gotta be just the most hyper competitive person. If that's enough to get her to be like, that's, you know, that's what's going to make me triple at the Olympics. Like uh, arguably the hardest triple I think of any, you know, I, I don't want to say the doing the hundred, 200, four by one is not a hard triple, but just like volume wise and like amount, the amount of heats, like 1500, 5k, 10k is, you know, grueling. So, yeah. Cause like she, she was like what she had done half of her races that she was going to do, but still hadn't even had half of the mileage done yet because of the, just like the 10k and everything. So she's insane. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how she does, but so far it's been an excellent Olympics. Uh, I'm, I think, I guess I'm most excited for the, the 200 meter final. I uh, want to see who, um, who's going to take that home, but overall uh, it's awesome. Uh, but Hey, thanks for, for joining uh, today yeah, thank you. on what is really our 30 minutes in Tokyo, I guess at this point, but um, yeah, Patrick, can you tell us about what's going on with the Harrier? I know I've seen a couple things coming up soon um, with uh, you know, the Olympics and um, some other stuff going on. With, yeah, with, man. Uh, so well, so if, if you're listening to this, you should also subscribe to the newsletter that we've been putting out on a daily basis. Um, you know, depending on if you, if you also like written content, um, got a guy, uh, Sam Evenicki has been producing really good written content about the Olympics. Um, but yeah, also just working on a lot of new cool apparel, a lot of good written media as well. We've got a team of writers producing some really good content. So yeah, a lot of exciting stuff. I think the Olympics is a crazy busy time, but also looking ahead to the fall um, and kind of, you know, when traditional like cross country season starts kicking off and um, like fall road races start um, getting the swing of things. So we got some, got some really good things in the works, both apparel and just like media coverage wise. So it's exciting for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so thank you for joining us, uh, Patrick. And, and thank you for everyone that has been listening. This has been another episode of 10 minutes in Tokyo with track world news. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. It really helps us know that you're enjoying the content and, and everything we're producing. Uh, my name's Colin. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.